A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome into Rock Hill City Cast, where we aim to keep you informed on everything going on inside the city of Rock Hill. My name is Matthew Cray, alongside my co-host Oriana Moore here in our studios at City Hall. Today we're going to be talking about development in Rock Hill, namely University Center, which is in the downtown area. And to do that, we brought Wes Tuttle, president of the Tuttle Company. How's it going? Correct. Good. Thank and you. And Katie Clinton, the VP of Property Management. How are you, Katie? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good. And we're excited to have you guys on and learn a little bit more uh, about that area. Real quick, before I go there, Oriana, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. <laughs> it's Monday, right? Gotta yeah. watch out. We're all doing great. It, it is a Monday. Um, <laughs> Got to watch out for my co-host. I can get so into things. I forget to introduce everybody. Um, but before we get into the fun stuff about downtown, we want to get to know you guys. First time podcast guest on CityCast. First time podcast for you guys ever, correct? First correct. time podcaster, if that's a thing. Yes, it's my yes. first one. Um, so we want to introduce you guys to how we do things here at CityCast. Uh, usually we put a minute on the clock, but since we've got two guests, I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. And what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, a speed round, but both of you are going to get a chance at each question. Got it. All right. It's like speed dating. Sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, except at the end of the day, we're going our separate We ways. all go separate ways. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. Are you guys ready? Yes. Favorite type of sweets? Chocolate. I would probably say chocolate as okay. well. First pet you ever owned? Cat, probably. <laughs> what was his name? Oh, I had so many growing up. Okay. Um, Give us one. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> a poodle named Scooter. Okay, poodle named Scooter. Wes, what are the first three things you do when you wake up? Oh, wow. Uh, 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 get out of bed, <laughs> get my kids out of bed and have breakfast. It's very boring. Okay, Katie. Same, also have kids, so it really depends on if they're up before me or not. Um, definitely try to get myself ready, shower, start getting them up, bottles, uh, mm. getting them dressed and out the door. So. Katie, what about the first three things you do when you get home? Oh, bottles again. <laughs> <laughs> We're both parents, Washing we get it. those, prepping those, starting dinner, that good stuff. Decompress <laughs> a little bit if mm -hmm. I can, and then, yeah, it's it's... Uh, you go straight to the nighttime routine. Are you guys late night people or, or early morning people? I'm definitely early morning. Late night. <laughs> All right. Um, what is one of the best Christmas presents you ever received? A drum set when I was in elementary school. It was amazing. I was not good at it, but it was fun. Gosh, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, I don't know. All right, we'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> um, if you are making burgers, what is your favorite type of cheese to put on said burger? I like good old-fashioned cheddar. Okay. I just want to say, like, American. All right. Uh, first car you ever owned? A Mitsubishi Galant. Honda Accord. That was a 94 <laughs> Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> nice. Um, that is nice. Something embarrassing you did as a kid? Uh, embarrassing stuff when I was a kid. I always remember... Uh, was visiting family out in California and was in the ocean and got hit by a wave and stood up and my didn't have shorts on anymore. Ooh, that's <laughs> clearly I was I don't know six or seven and I still remember it. It's traumatizing. 
I feel like these are really good questions. Um, well, thank embarrassing you. <laughs> things as a kid. Um, I don't even know. Where you to want start. another pass? No, do you want another okay, pass? Okay, we can use a pass. I need a. This um, is my podcast prep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you guys didn't have your current jobs, what would you be doing right now? Uh, honestly, I would probably be uh, a surgeon. Surgeon. I worked at Belt Corporate in merchandising planning okay. before, so I'd probably still be somewhere in like the retail arena. Outside of ketchup, what sauce are you using for your food? Uh, I like mustard. I like mustard. I actually like honey, like regular honey. Okay. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and what is the last thing you watched on TV? I watched a basketball game last night. Oh, so there's a new Fatal Attraction. Okay. Um, I think it's through Showtime or something, so we watched that. Awesome. Well, yeah. that was it. You guys are now <laughs> we're ready. You're into the podcast. The ice has been broken. Yeah. And we're. How, how do you guys feel? Feel loose, ready to go. <laughs> better, better. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, we're talking about the the University Center area. That's uh, tell everyone where that is and the idea of how that um, area began. Sure. Uh, most folks in Rock Hill um, know that as the bleachery. Uh, so back in the day, um, even as late as the 1990s, it was the old textile mill. Um, before that, a lot of histories on that site, go, it dates back to the 1800s. That was originally the Rock Hill Buggy Company. Uh, then John Gary Anderson turned it into Anderson Motor Car. Uh, so it was made there in the, I don't know, early 1900s into the 20s. Uh, and then eventually it switched over into a textile mill. Um, I believe in the 60s, 85% uh, of the American flags were... Uh, made in the Lowenstein building, which for, is cool. For the country? For the country. Yeah, wow. fun fact. So That's yeah, cool. That's, that's, uh, we do have a display in there showing a picture of a bolt of American flags mm -hmm. that are coming off the press, and uh, we have one in there. And um, Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool part of the history, but a lot of history there. Can we claim Rock Hill, South Carolina, home of the American flag? Is that I, too far to go? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool, along with uh, the Anderson motor car and yeah, I mean, we were the capital of the American flag. Mm -hmm. and, and is the, the printing of the flag, is that when it was called the Rock Hill Printing and Finishing Company? I believe so, mm -hmm. okay. yes. And then the, the Lowenstein family out of New York owned it, and then I believe the Springs family purchased it at some point, and that was, it was last in operation as a Springs mill in the 90s when it closed. So it closed in the 90s. Correct. And then it sat there, correct? Sat there for a long time, yes. And then actually caught on fire, mm -hmm. uh, I believe... When did that happen? Does anybody know? I believe it happened in the like 2006, seven. It did. Yeah, I remember that. I was thinking yeah. 07, so. Uh, and it burned for uh, about three weeks straight. They just couldn't get it to stop. Uh, and wow. so the city took over the property um, and got, a, I think, a grant, a federal grant to help clean it up. I mean, a lot of it was burned down. Um, and then they put out a, a request for proposal, an RFP, uh, for it to be master developed. And... Uh, we, along with some other folks in town, um, responded to it and were awarded the master developer in 2013. So, so what made you guys look at that area and say, we want to put something there? <laughs> A lot of vision. Uh, I was not involved in it at that point. Uh, most of that was Gary Williams and my dad, Skip Tuttle. Uh, they were kind of the original uh, visionaries for it. Uh, and they both just said, let's do it. Gary Williams had just finished the cotton factory where Williams and Fudge is. Uh, and he said, hey, let's let's do this again. Um, and my dad said, all right, well, let's, let's figure it out. So, and then I came on board about 2014 and uh, started helping out with it. 
Now, I want to take a pause here because we are a little bit all over the place. It is a Monday. Yes. Uh, usually before we get into the questions, and I was thinking as you were talking, you know, Wes has been in Rock Hill for a while. I forgot to ask who they are and where they're from. So if you would go Fair ahead enough. and tell me, uh, I think I mentioned your title, but just say it again. Tell me what you do and then a little bit about how you got to where you are. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I am currently the president of the Tuttle Company. Um, I was born and raised in Rock Hill. Uh, went to Clemson University, graduated there in 2004. Uh, lived in Charleston for 11 years after that, did uh, commercial real estate in Charleston, and then moved back here, joined the family business in 2014. Bearcat or Trojan? Trojan. Okay. Definitely. All right. And uh, Katie? Yes. Uh, so Katie Clinton, uh, born and raised in Rock Hill. Uh, I did go to Northwestern High School. Um, after there, went to the University of South Carolina, uh, studied, you know, as we mentioned, I was in retail, um, retail management there. Spent a couple of years at Belt Corporate, uh, started buying and selling houses personally, kind of got interested in the real estate, um, I guess, arena, and got my license, reached out to these guys. They had a marketing position posted, so I started with their company in 2018 doing the marketing. I think I moved over to property management. It's been probably two, three two years, years yeah, something like that. Yep. Um, so I've been doing that ever since for the title company. As someone who's been in Rock Hill for coming up on 12 years, it feels weird being the non-seasoned Rock Hillian at the right. table. I know. <laughs> We're here with some vets. Oh, yeah. Were you born and raised here, too? I was. I went to South Point. Okay. okay. Good deal. And then We've I went got... to Winthrop for college. So Good. I've been here a long time. Good for deal. sure. I like it. So you've seen a lot of change in Rock Hill, too, then. Definitely. Yeah. It's been a lot of change. And I'm glad you brought up that memory of the um, everything burning down because... I have a very vivid memory from that. I was riding in the car with my grandma and my cousins down one of the streets down there. White but, Street, um, maybe? Probably White Street. Uh -huh. But I remember seeing like all the smoke, and you could see like black debris falling from wow. the sky. That's all I remember from it. And then, then they kept talking about it on the news. Yep. Yeah. And now it's clean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to know more about the process of um, deciding to put retail space there. So could you walk us through that of how you decided what to put there? Uh, as far as all of University Center? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we came up with a master plan uh, very early on. Um, Tim Elliott, um, uh, who's probably, uh, he still was involved in the, in the original uh, vision of uh, University Center. Um, we really wanted it to be a mixed-use development, uh, what we still today, today call a live-work-play environment. Uh, so we wanted all those components, components there uh, of course, the Lowenstein building is the, all the office, uh, the arenas, indoor sports, Rock Hill Sports and Event Center uh, is really the play part. Uh, and then some retail uh, that's currently being built out now uh, and then followed by the, the residential portion of it. So the student housing is there. It's called The Nest. Um, there's 300 beds that the mostly Winthrop students live in that are fully occupied. Uh, we are about to finish the first of two apartment buildings. The first one is called The Easley. Uh, and, and that's where I'm from. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, name, uh, oddly enough, that name came from Bill Easley, who was one of the uh, longtime standing employees at the Lowenstein building. Okay. So, yeah, uh, still alive, and uh, he's just a, he's a great guy. And so we wanted to kind of uh, pay homage to, to his name, and that's where the, the Easley came from. Cool. So, um, yeah, so that will, that's 145 units. It will open in July. Uh, so we're starting to pre-lease those spaces. Uh, are those units and then uh, we are under construction right now for the third parking deck um, so again there's a lot of different components out there but it's really the the live work play environment where somebody can come and live 
uh, walk to work and stay there and, and play and, and enjoy retail and brewery and that kind of stuff, restaurants. Well, we'll, we'll take that and we, we have like a, a list of, of the properties and topics we want to get into, but I think you framed it up in a good way. Okay. So let's go through the live part of this list, Oriana. Um, why was, you know, apartments are something easily apartments and um, you've got student housing and then there's some apartments at the powerhouse. At why, the powerhouse. Why, why put apartments in that area? Why was it something you guys wanted to do? Well, uh, so apartments are certainly attractive um, to, to you know, this day and time, I'll say. Um, we also developed 139 Main as well as the Anderson in downtown. Uh, and as y'all know from, from growing up or living in Rock Hill, not many people lived in downtown Rock Hill. So mm-hmm. when we built 139 Main, it was kind of a, it was risky because we didn't know if people wanted to. Well, at least up really quickly uh, and still is full to this day. Uh, so the Anderson was built uh, and it filled up really quickly. So I think just from there, we really got a, a sense of people do want to live downtown. Um, obviously there are a lot more apartments coming now. I mean, the exchange is open and it's doing well. Uh, and so we wanted to just continue that, uh, within university center. And so we wanted to do apartments. So a lot of people could live there and take advantage of it. Well, what does that look like as far as type of apartments or when, when you're deciding, okay, we're going to put apartments here. What are the other details that I, I don't even know to ask you about that you guys are looking at with apartments? Uh, details as far as. Like, how do we design it? How do you design it? What what kind of things do people want in an apartment to live there? Sure. Who is the person you're trying to attract to this specific place? Whoever wants to lease it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's a really good question because did we think it was going to be students? Did we think it was going to be young professionals? Is it going to be the retiree? We don't really know. Uh, it's it's kind of whoever wants to live there. And so we built it f- from a standpoint of, it's your, you know, your, your pretty standard market rate apartment. The granite countertops, we have one bedroom, two bedroom, and studio units. Uh, and to whoever that's going to attract to is to whoever just wants to lease it and, and be in that kind of environment. Uh, amenities, pools are important. Uh, we will have a pool at the Easley. Um, there's a nice uh, resident lounge on the top floor. Uh, we do have a small retail space on the ground floor that's a thousand square feet that, you know, we kind of picture a coffee grab and go breakfast place. Uh, hasn't been leased yet, but um, we, we, it is important to have those kind of amenities, but uh, to who it's going to attract to, we're just not quite sure yet. And um, so the Nest has been there for about a couple years now. Yes. Um, when will the Easley Apartments be leasing? They are, we're about to go live uh, literally as we speak. And the first units will be move-in ready uh, mid-July. Okay. So coming up. And with the Nest, uh, that obviously brings in a Winthrop component, which is right next door. Um, why, what was the importance with partnering with Winthrop? So, um just because of its uh, proximity to Winthrop University, to the campus, we wanted to really bring that over to University Center. So not only is the nest there, which is not necessarily, it's not Winthrop housing, it's private student housing that Winthrop students rent, essentially, right? So it's not necessarily associated with Winthrop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not in their package, per se. Uh, but we still wanted them to, to be a part of University Center. And then on, on top of that, we also have... Winthrop's um, exercise sports physiology degree program, I think I said that right, in the <laughs> Lowenstein building. Uh, okay. So students are com- already coming into the Lowenstein building. Um, and I'm sure y'all probably have heard recently that we are now going to be bringing in the Winthrop 
uh, esports program okay. into the yep. Lowenstein building. So uh, again, we really wanted to attract that winter proximity and take advantage of that. Did you guys go to them? Did they come to you? How did that conversation start? Both. It was Both. really mutual. Uh, I think Winthrop has been exploring, expanding their esports program for a while now. Um, they are a two-time national champion. For those folks that don't know, know that, it's pretty cool. Um, yet again, little old Rock Hill, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they have been wanting to expand that esports program for a while and just really needed the wow factor in the space to do it. And so we've been kind of talking back and forth for a while now, and it's just... Uh, it, it's finally materialized and they're going to be moving in in the end of July. Same with the Nest Mutual since the beginning? Just Yes. Okay. So, and that's, again, uh, we actually didn't develop that. We, uh, that. That's a private developer out of Virginia. Um, they're called Burnbray Flagstick, I think. I can't mm-hmm. quite remember their name, but um, that all they do is student housing. And so they actually built that themselves and, uh, in essence, not really partnered with Winthrop, but it's certainly, um, you know, they wanted Winthrop students to take advantage of it. So. so you have some of Winthrop's courses happening in the Lowenstein building. Could you tell us what else um, the Lowenstein building has to offer or will have to offer in the future? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go in? Yeah, absolutely. So Lowenstein building is actually one of the companies or one of the buildings that we manage. Um, we do have several tenants. How far, how, how leased up would you say we are percentage wise? Right yeah. Now? So it's about uh, 85% leased up. There's 220,000 square feet and we've leased about 85% of that. So some of our um, larger tenants, our first tenant there, I think they joined back in 2017, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlas Copco is there. Um, we have a company, Nucor Skyline. They've added a second entity under their name, Nucor Towers. Um, we've got obviously Old Town uh, Kitchen and Cocktails, um, the Tuttle Company, Keck and Wood. And then, of course, the American Cornhole American League. American Cornhole League, of course. World yes. Headquarters. So that is part of the Lowenstein building. It is. That little. It almost feels like its own separate building, that area. It does. So that yeah. separate building is called the 1939 mm-hmm. building. Okay. Yeah. But it is. it's the Lowenstein building. It's They're still yeah. attached, but they're technically separate buildings. Yes. Gotcha. But it's all considered Lowenstein, yeah. And, and that's where the Cornhole League is. And so put it in context, with 15%, is that somewhere along the lines of we could attract four small businesses or two big businesses, you know, mm-hmm. Talking about with the vacant space this Yeah, left. there's 15%. Help sure. me see what that means. You yeah, know? sure. I mean, obviously, most of that is on the main floor. If mm-hmm. you've ever been in the Lowenstein building, it's the main second floor. We call it the second floor because the parking garage is the first. Um, but most of that empty space is on that floor. We have one small space on the third floor, mm-hmm. uh, and then the fourth and fifth floor is completely leased up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, do we, do we picture more office in there? Sure. Uh, but uh, we won't get into too many details, but... <laughs> COVID really affected the mm. office market uh, in commercial real estate. And okay. so not a lot of companies are looking for large office space right now. So so we got the Lowenstein building. That's probably the first thing people see if they're coming from downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sports and Events Center. I know that was a, a big discussion of we want to put our stamp uh, on Rock Hill with, I don't think it was, they referred to it as a Sports and Events Center, but a rec- recre- indoor recreation facility. Mm-hmm. What was the importance of the people who made that decision to have something like that in Rock Hill. Yeah, I think that was, uh, I think as most Rock Hillians will know that the Rock Hill Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Department is just first class when it comes to tourism. And this was the only component that Rock Hill really didn't have was the indoor, you know, multi-court uh, sports arena, we'll just call it. I mean, you know, they've had it all... The, 
basketball, uh, or excuse me, uh, softball, soccer, BMX. Uh, again, this was just the component that was missing. And I think so the, the city was talking about it for a while and where should we build it? What does that look like? Well, that wasn't really the original plan on the University Center master plan back in 2013. We were not planning on doing that, but just in discussions with the city, it just made sense to build that here uh, and be really the main attraction, not only for Rock Hill, but also the University Center. It brings thousands and thousands of people there every single weekend. It's just, it's crazy. Um, so that bringing that foot traffic to University Center as well as downtown just made sense kind of for everybody. So were you guys hesitant when they first brought that to you as an idea? Um, a little bit. It's a big building. It was a mass scale. I mean, it it changed the plan and it changed the, okay, well, how, how is this going to change with parking? And uh, we're going to have to build multiple parking decks. And that just kind of changed everything. But at the mm -hmm. same time, the city's always been a great partner with us. I mean, it's a true public-private partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it, just, it just made sense. And so that's what sold you is just the people we could bring in yeah absolutely i mean that that helps again not only the local economy but also university centers and we knew we were going to be building retail we knew we were going to be doing a hotel uh and that natural and uh, foot traffic uh was nothing but a benefit for kind of everybody um earlier you mentioned and you just mentioned it the parking garages and you said there's going to be another one so we have um a and b yes and there will be one more there'll be c yes okay. a and b uh, are there uh, they are functional, they are city decks, uh, and then C is going to be a private parking deck for the two apartment buildings and then the Nest, uh, the student housing, as well as the second uh, student housing building, which has not been built yet. So that's all going to be private for the residential components. Okay. And uh, parking deck B is a little bit interesting. It's not just a parking deck uh, for people in their cars. What else is there? Yeah, so the first floor... Um, is, is 20,000 square feet of, of ground floor retail. Uh, so we're in the process of leasing that out. Uh, we, Tuttle Company will also be managing that. So Katie has had a lot to do with, uh, with helping to kind of get that process up and rolling. We are pre-leasing. Um, one of which uh, I don't know that I can quite say uh, <laughs> what it is. It's not really my story to tell, okay. but uh, we have a restaurant. Uh, actually, they put their sign up. Dank mm -hmm. Burrito uh, is the... They, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to pull it up and ask it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's public knowledge. So Dank Burrito, certainly not that familiar with them. They're out of uh, somewhere on the coast of North Carolina. Okay. This is their first franchise location. Mm -hmm. uh, from what I understand, uh, it's uh, like, a, like a Moe's, essentially pictured with um um mellow mushroom style so it's got kind of that funky art style but okay. it's mo's tacos and burritos mm -hmm. um so I've, I've seen the menu it looks amazing uh but they are under design we signed a lease with them uh beside them is a national uh smoothie and acai bowl okay uh franchise um that i don't think they've announced yet so i won't but that's coming <laughs> Uh, and then we're talking to one other restaurant and then other users to go in the, in the spaces there. So what we're, what we're going for is uh, what I like to call service-oriented or neighborhood commercial. So for the folks that live and work there, they can go over there and get something to eat, you know, get their nails done, uh, go to the dry cleaners, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're, we're going for over there. And then that deck will also or also currently houses the MyRide buses. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's the main hub attached to the parking deck there. Um, they're actually going to have uh, charging stations there for the buses. So, okay. Um, yeah. Um, and the Cambria Hotel, we 
went over that briefly, but could you talk a little bit more about deciding um, where to put the hotel, how you decided uh, which hotel to put there? Sure, yeah, uh, that's another one that we didn't uh, develop ourselves. That was done by the Sand Company. Um, they are out of Minnesota. They own probably, I don't know, 30 different hotels. Um, oddly enough, uh, John Taylor somehow is related, I think, brother-in-law with one of their uh, vice presidents. I'm going to probably get that wrong, but I know John <laughs> Taylor is somehow related to somebody there. And I think at a uh, family get-together, he said, <laughs> y'all need to come down to Rock Hill, check it out. We're building, this was when they were starting to build the indoor sports and event center. And he's like, okay, I'll come down there. And sure enough, he came and he liked it. And it was uh, the owner of the company. And he said, we want to build a hotel here. So we knew that we were going to have a hotel component there. And again, that just kind of happened that way. So they built a Cambria and they also own uh, the, the, the spot beside them and they're gonna build a second hotel. I could be misremembering the event he was talking about, but I think when we had John on, we were talking about the Cambria Hotel and he did mention that he was he had any relation to the people, but he said that he went up there to pitch it to them and he talked so slow that they had to come back down to Rock Hill to hear the rest <laughs> of the pitch. Yeah, what, so. what, did, what did you say? That's right. He does tell that story well. That's very true. Yeah. Um, now, I don't want you to, to tell the secrets if it's not what's happening, but wasn't there the original intent once a hotel was decided that they would wait and see with the possibility of, of building a second? Mm-hmm. Is that still on the table? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and and they are very close to actually doing that. Okay. Yes, they very much wanted to see how the Cambria was going to do. It's the first hotel in downtown Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, they have always done extremely well on the weekends, obviously, with the Indoor Sports and Events Center. Uh, they're booked 100% every weekend. Uh, obviously, they that's not very sustainable, so they wanted to see how the week was going to go. And mm-hmm. um, with some of the companies in the Lowenstein Building and the corporate partners, they use the Cambria a lot to bring, uh, you know, VPs in and uh, trainees and, you know, you name it, they're bringing them in. And mm-hmm. the Atlas Copco brings probably 30, 40 people in a week mm-hmm. for training. Uh, and so they're all, most of them are staying at the Cambria. So things have gone very well for the Cambria and they just wanted to see how it was going to do the, the last two years. They opened in 2019 uh, and they are at a point where they're ready to build a second one. They haven't announced yet what it's going to be. Uh, but it'll be very closely tied to, to the Cambria. And I think it's going to be more on uh, the suites as opposed to individual rooms. So if, if they cross the finish line, are you looking at the, the patch of grass between the Cambria and the indoor? Yes, that okay. little small postage stamp that we call yeah. them, that's, that's where they're going to build a hotel. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, I guess somebody out there knows how to build on something that small with not <laughs> a lot of space around it, but uh, they say they do that all the time. Um, we'll keep going down the list of developments in that area. Um we recently we had uh, the I'm blanking on her name the powerhouse development Tara Sharper. Tara yes yes uh, I'm so sorry Tara I hope you're not listening <laughs> <laughs> and if you are listening I'm very sorry I just had a bit of a brain fart but uh, the powerhouse development which to me among these personally seems like the most interesting it's like Absolutely. you took three different flavors and mashed them into one property mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about that man I, it's just. It's such a cool building. Tara Sherbert is the the developer on that. She's actually done that by herself, and she has done a phenomenal job with that building. I mean, you talk about challenging, you talk about expensive. Nothing about that building was uh, easy. Uh, It is uh, difficult to to plan for, it's difficult to budget for, and she and her team, Whiting Turner is the contractor on it, have done just an absolutely amazing job on it. It is 
by far the the coolest building in Lowenstein, or excuse me, in uh, University Center, uh, but also the most challenging. Um, so yeah, that is the old. Uh, it it's it and the Lowenstein building are the only two uh, remaining existing buildings from the old mill, and that was literally the power plant. You see the two s smokestacks there. It was the actual power plant that ran and made the power for the entire plant. Um, so very glad that it's still there uh, and it was able to uh, to be remodeled. And it is going to include uh, 29 loft style apartments. Uh, so multi, there's some one bedroom and two bedroom, but the, um, the main attractions are the ones in the back that are multi-story apartments. Uh, you look up at the top of the building and what used to be the old coal chute uh, our bedrooms up top. I mean, mm. if you haven't been in there, uh, certainly it, it'll be open very soon, but it is very, very cool to see. Um, so very unique apartments. Uh, on the ground bottom floor uh, or the basement is um, gonna be a food hall. Uh, so picture kind of Optimus Hall uh, in Charlotte. It'll be communal sitting with eight different uh, restaurant bays. Uh, so you can go and, and, and order an, from an assortment of different foods. And if you want to hear that list, go back and listen to the Tara Sherbert podcast. <laughs> a go. little bit lower down on our list. And and recently opened is Middle James Brewery. So it just opened last week. The grand opening was last Thursday. Uh, this is their second location. Uh, if you liked good if you like good craft beer, it's one of the best. Uh, and so we are very happy to have them not only University Center but in Rock Hill as well. And they have a cool per. Uh, they have a cool performance area outside yes. where but kind of between middle James and the powerhouse food hall side yep. and then a cool, uh, everything's cool, I guess. Yeah. A cool, uh, greenery area where people can kind of space out if they wanted That's to. Right. Correct. Yeah. It's the big green open area for all of the, all of the university centers, about an acre. All right. So we've checked our way down this list. And aside from that, there's a, a big area that doesn't quite have anything on it yet. I know we mentioned parking deck C is that what else is going to go on that open area of land that's currently under development. So beside parking deck C uh, that is under construction now will be uh, another apartment building. So that's okay. the one on the corner of uh, Stewart and White. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we lease the easily, uh, we'll start building that second apartment building. Uh, the only other open space is the other uh, student housing building. And then in front of the power plant, beside the big open green area, uh, we call it Parcel L. Parcel L. <laughs> Parcel L, uh, if you ever hear that. That's going to be another small retail building, about 12,000, 15,000 square feet, uh, roll-up doors, maybe a couple restaurants. Uh, but that will be uh, a year or so out. So um, we can expect to see those new things within the next year or so, or will it take longer, or is building starting in the next year or so? Sure, yeah, I mean, right now, um, we have three buildings under construction. Um, they have different, different stages of the life cycle, but all in all, all of University Center, when we started it, we were thinking it was gonna be about an eight-year build. Uh, more than likely, it'll turn into about a six-year build, uh, and so probably everything will be done by 25. Uh, so we did a lot on University Center. What developments outside of that area have you guys had your footprint on? Um, we just broke ground on an industrial development over in Antrim Industrial Park mm -hmm. uh, off of Galleria Boulevard. Um, I'm sure, as you have probably seen in the news, uh, uh, industrial and warehouse and distribution is just going gangbusters right now. A lot of it is coming south from Charlotte. Uh, and Rock Hill is in a prime location for um, 
further industrial growth. And so we're building um, two buildings on the site. It's 23 acres. One of them is a build to suit for Goodwill. Um, so it'll be a distribution center for Goodwill. And then we're building a 220,000 square foot spec building beside that. So uh, industrial. Um, and a couple of other uh, just smaller product projects that we're working on. But I mean, really, University Center's taking up most of our time <laughs> and energy. <laughs> well, is there anything else that we missed or anything else you guys would like to add? You got anything, Katie? I don't think so, do you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think you covered it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, again, it's, it's pretty much what we do on a, on a daily basis, and Katie has been a big integral part uh, of it with us as well um, from a property management, and she's also helping with some of the project management as well. So uh, Katie wears a lot of hats in our office, and uh, we're happy to have her on board. <laughs> well, I'll ask one more question for the both of you. I mean, even when people do something as simple as, like, color in a photo when you're a kid or paint a picture when you're a little bit older you guys took a piece of land and changed rock hill how does that feel <laughs> it's pretty cool uh it's one of the the my favorite part of of what we do it's 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 tangible right mm -hmm. so you can see it when you're done and it's uh it takes a lot of work uh blood sweat and tears um but yeah you kind of start with a piece of paper really any development uh and all of rock hill right now um is just this blank canvas uh not all of it i say there's there's obviously a lot that has happened but rock hill has had so much opportunity and has been this piece of paper showing all this growth mm -hmm. but the cool thing about it is is it's, it's happening i mean there is so much uh development on the ground under construction and coming in downtown rock hill that it's just cool to see and be a part of i mean we're just we're a part of it but there's way much more in rock mm -hmm. hill than just university center Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to come join us. Yeah. Thank you very much for having, for having us. us. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.